BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. My next guests are the amazingly funny duo of That's So Retrograde, Elizabeth Codd and Stephanie Simbari. Now, this was the first time I ever met them, and I had only listened to their podcast, so I was so, so excited to meet them in person. They're wellness gurus, but also, like, the funniest girls, so they make fun of themselves and all the crazy things that they do and what they follow and... It was just a really, really enlightening episode, but lots of laughs. They have been coined the ab fab of the new age because they merge pop culture and wellness. They're best friends, and they really do seek out their most authentic selves, making mistakes and having mindful awakenings. So check them out at thatsoretrograde.com. Their Instagram is at soretrograde, and you can also listen to their podcast, That's So Retrograde. Without further ado, here is my episode with them. Hello, I am here with Elizabeth and Stephanie from That's So Retrograde. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> um, it's kind of really funny for me to be sitting across from you guys because I've been listening to you guys a bunch in preparation for this podcast because I honestly knew nothing about podcasting up until like a month ago. And so Paige, my sister who works with you guys, was like, you need to listen to That's So Retrograde oh, we love to Paige. learn what to do. So now I'm here. <laughs> or what not to do. <laughs> um, I'm seeing and hearing you guys in person and I'm so excited to be here. Does it live up to the hype? It does. Well, we've only just begun. So far, it's really great. Um, Okay, so first, I had to Google retrograde when I heard about your guys' podcast. I know that's so silly because Mercury in retrograde is the most, like, L.A. thing to kind of say in terms of the health and wellness world. Why did you guys name it that? And what does the word mean to you guys? That's a great question. So we... This is a deep cut to the lore of that's a retrograde. This is deep cut. So (laughs) we... Our show initially was like wanted to unpack astrology. And then that evolved into like a more broader strokes, just 
mindfulness and self-care and like everything that goes into that? Well, it's because we were trying to do an astrology show and then we realized that we didn't <laughs> right. really know anything. Right, 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 right. right. Astrology. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Did you guys really believe in astrology? We were curious yeah, we cats. Were, yeah, we were. We definitely know a lot more now. Okay. In the past five years, but then we were we were getting involved, right? And yeah. we knew that our first episode wanted to be unpacking the lore of what retrograde was because it was just starting to come into the vernacular at that time, which was what twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Yeah. So it was like we were hearing about it. We didn't totally know what it was. We researched it, and I think I had said like that's so retro. When, when anything would be fucked up, I'd be like that's so retrograde. She had right. tweeted it, yeah. and then we were talking about the first episode and. She said she referenced the term that's so retrograde, and we were like, "That's the title of the episode." And then we both paused. It was, was like I was like two in the morning. Yeah, Do you remember this? Yeah. And we both looked at each other, and we both said, "Oh, that's the name of the show." Yeah, like it amazing. just kind of hit us, like, yeah. and it just has stuck ever since, for better or for worse. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I, it made me so curious. It made me want to know what it was all about. Yeah. But so, how into astrology are you guys now? Now we're pretty we're pretty, pretty deep, deep in. <laughs> really. We're inducted into the cult. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're well I'll, in there. I would say that I think that it started our our like getting deeper into it started when we were introduced to our first astrologer friend, Ambie Kavanaugh. Alchemy with Ambie. Well, I first I would actually say K Pacha okay. viewing. Okay. 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 That's true. A YouTube channel you have to check out. A new okay. Paradigm Astrology. Yes. Yeah. He's an evolutionary astrologist, and we would literally sit. This is for years. We would sit and watch them when they came out every week. Yeah, and we would like prop. We would watch it on the computer and like sit on Steph's couch. Yeah, and watch these YouTube videos. And this guy's so out there, but super informative. I'm obsessed with. And him. I would say that that for us in our friendship was kind of the the first kind of bonding line in the astrology world. And then that's true. And, and I still watch him. Yeah. Who doesn't? He's yeah. so good. Yeah. And if like, you don't, you no, have to he's start. He's the best. He's like in the jungles of Costa Rica. He has like a like a you know a selfie stick or whatever, and he's like walking through the forest, like talking about like Mars and then the asteroids. Oh and you're just it's like, good. Gosh. It's a deep dive for sure, but yeah. it's fun. And then as we did our show, it was funny. We always talked about we want an astrologer in residence for the show, and that came about through our card reader Angie Banicky. I don't know if you know who she is. Yes, she's amazing. I got a reading by her at one of Gwyneth Paltrow's like in yeah. group health days. Yeah. Yes. So Angie and I have known each other for years and I knew her back when she was like doing PR for beer companies. Okay. And then she's like <laughs> totally evolved shift. in yeah. she's a seer in the deepest of ways. She's like rocks it with those cards. Yeah. And we had been talking about her newsletter and she said, what can I do to help you? Thank you so much for talking about me. And I said, just introduce us to someone who – we should have on the show. So then she introduced us to our astrologer, Ambie, then uh, Ambie Sitham, now Ambie Kavanaugh. Yeah. Alchemy with Ambie on Instagram. And then Stephanie and I fell in love with her for the show, but then she, Steph and I started working with her on a personal level. We basically did couples counseling through our astrology charts. So we got- You guys did Yeah, yeah so she was like, I okay. want to help you guys. Like she read our charts and she saw like- that they were like basically mirrors of each other in a, a really cool way, yeah. And she's like, I feel like a composite chart, and would which is when you like put the two on top of each other, and then it kind of illuminates like where you'll have strengths, where you're where you'll have issues, like where 
what the destiny of the friendship and the work partnership is. It's fucking fast. Can I curse on your yes, phone? Okay. Please. <laughs> yeah, please. This is dear media. Sorry, you can do it whenever you want. Um, it's really fascinating. And so we went to her house and we basically did like a counseling session where she was like, this is who you are. This is who you are. And this is how you guys can like maximize your energy together. And it really gave us the tools, I think, to communicate better and understand each other more deeply. And we did like, what, two or three sessions, like over a couple years. And I feel like we've like ironed out the kinks now. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously in partnership work or relationship wise, it's always important to great to seek outside sources for us ours for sure. was with the skew of astrology which is pretty on brand it really yeah, it really know. helped because it wasn't like asking us to talk about like our personal paths necessarily of our, of our like you know personal history as much as it's just like this is the blueprint of like what your personality is going to be like mm-hmm. and this is how you can really without because you already are getting to know each other on a personal level that's fine like I'm an older sister. She's an only child. Like, those are things that are going to, like, affect dynamics. But totally. this was more about, like, what drives you. Right. And I I personally respond to that really well. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to Timmy about possibly having, like, a relationship therapist come in and do an episode with us and see yeah. how that went. But maybe it would be beneficial to have this person as well. That would be really cool. Because they give advice in a different way. Yeah. I'm honestly, and I'm sorry to say this, but like a little bit of a skeptic, not of people who like believe in astrology, but just in astrology in general. Like when I got my cards read, I felt like what she was telling me could have applied to anybody at any point in life. You can always find a reason why something mm-hmm means that to you so what do you say to people that are skeptics and are you skeptic of skeptics I think it's fine to be skeptical yeah I think you should be skeptical honestly because it's so easy for people to seek guidance of other people when they need answers that they should be seeking within themselves yes I I think that's very healthy to have the skepticism Mm -hmm. I think that with astrology the skepticism comes from not having the full picture of what's going on yeah because like in society we're like oh your sun sign like what when's your birthday? I'm uh, March fourth. I'm Pisces. Okay, so that's just like one sign of like all of them in your chart. So like you might not totally identify with Pisces in every aspect because uh-huh. that is only one aspect of you. So I feel like the astrological skepticism comes from a lack of understanding, right? Um, and if you were to like look at your personal chart and you really unpack like your life path, you'd be your mind would be blown. blown. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I do. I I agree. And yeah, I agree with Steph. I think we tend to always err on the side of skepticism always when we approach these things because I think until you have the full picture, that's really the only time you can form your full opinion. Right. Because you don't know everything and it's not really – it's not right to like – be, I mean, it's not really right to be skeptical unless you really know what you're talking about. Yeah. I shouldn't just say I'm a skeptic because I really don't know that much about astrology. To me, it feels like, or I've been told it's something that was founded so, so many years ago on something that's not necessarily even what uh, the earth is all about now, you know? Like, sure. wasn't it, I, I don't know, tell me a little bit about astrology. Like, wasn't it founded off, off on like a belief of something that's not the case? I don't think that is true. What I wanted to say about the skepticism, just sorry, before I forget, is that, okay, like with psychics and stuff, like I think we've both gotten readings that have like fucked us up in some way (laughs) where they say something and then 
you hinge on it because it's scary to live in the unknown. We as humans all live in the unknown. We don't know what's going to fucking happen. And we want answers to give us safety and security. Right. So these people give you these answers and then suddenly you're like directing your life around like a one possibility that could ever happen to you. And I just think that's so unhealthy. Like the amount of different kinds of men I'm supposed to meet and marry yeah. is like comical. Right. Because they're like, I see that you're vulnerable and that you want someone. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be from this place. He's. It's just like I need to not care what it's what's going to happen. Right, I need to then just allow just, life to unfold for me. Right. Because then you're checking all these boxes that you think you're supposed to be checking. And saying that, no to things that you should probably be saying yes to because 100%. they don't align with what some random fucking person said to you. Right. I just think that's like a little bit crazy making. Mm-hmm. I've heard that thing about astrology that it's like based. Yeah, but why, I think what am I trying to say? It's I, something about science. How like the Earth and the Moon, like they there was some scientists that then proved the theory wrong that of what astrology is based on. Am I being right? No, there was. I think it. Well, we we talked about it on our show a couple of years ago with the planets and yeah. the change yes. in planets, and then it shifted everything. And then yeah. NASA tweeted that they were. They basically made a point to tweet. NASA tweeted. <laughs> yeah. Let's just end the podcast that on that. Guy, <laughs> um, you know that guy, NASA? He tweeted that it then debunks astrology. And then our right. astrologer then said, well, why would NASA even be commenting on that? Like for them right. to then like lean into that even more was kind of an like awkward. Like justifying something. Like, like that like yeah. astronomy and astrology are on different playing fields and mm-hmm. like let's keep them there right but they're very closely related i i do think they're cousins yeah they're i mean obviously they're out the, they're both out there in space astronomy is the like actually what you're looking at as far as like the stars are concerned like the physical aspect yes. yes and then astrology is like what they what it supposedly means energetically for but i believe look like it's like the tides of the ocean are connected to our bodies it's like we are all in this orb of the planet in energy and we're all affected by the whole entire thing. So I think it's just like, why wouldn't you entertain the idea that we are connected energetically to the solar system? It's just as relevant as us being connected to each other because everything is one. Right. That makes sense. That's beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) So when you guys, you guys both have boyfriends, right? I do. Okay. I'm going to die alone. It's okay. No, you are not. You are (laughs) not. (laughs) Okay. So like when you met your boyfriend, did you immediately like try to figure out his sign and read his chart and figure out if it was compatible? They're both Tauruses. Our birthdays are three days apart. Okay. I have had his chart done multiple times. Uh Like I think that's one of the bonuses if you're a a man in minor stuff's life, you're going to get your chart read and you're probably not going to know about it. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm, like, a psycho at this point with any – even if I've known someone for, like, one day, I'm, like, what time were you born? I just need to know the whole picture before we move forward. No way. Oh, yeah. I bet so many people are attracted to that, though, because I feel like people are so Well, they think I have answers, and right, I don't. And they just want to know what you're going to tell them about their future. I'm just sending it to someone else yeah, and being like, like it. Like an app that you plug in the time and day of their yeah. – I'm, like, no way. Moon and Sagittarius. They're like, what does that mean? I'm, like, I don't know. Or someone you would, like, think maybe you'd like, and you're, like, yeah, we're really – like meant to be but that's also dangerous okay there's this right. app called the pattern that I'm like obsessed with and it's astrology but it doesn't really use any astrological terms it just it's very it can talk layman 
and not in like a spiritual way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Really outlines. So I could understand what it means. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> but um, it's dangerous because I was dating this guy and I put him into it and it said that we had a rare and exceptional connection. And I was like, we do. And then that <laughs> Did was he like, text him that? No. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Red flag. But I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's scary. Yeah. Um, but I, it made me attached to him more than I should have. Because yeah, the app told me that. Yeah. And it was the, I had to put, so all, I now had put, in your subconscious. Yeah. And I yeah. put so many other guys in the app and none of us were rare and exceptional. And I was like, he doesn't know. We're like meant to be together. Totally. And then it was like fucked up because we stopped dating. And then I scrolled deeper into our connection and it was like, you're probably not meant to be with this person. <laughs> it's probably just meant to teach you something. And I'm like, interesting that I didn't get to that point when we were still dating. Right. That would have solved me a lot of. Heartache. Well, because rare and exceptional can mean so many different things, not necessarily positive. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now, don't you forget, Joey's like Elizabeth. Like astrology doesn't stick to her. Right. I don't. <laughs> like I, you she's read it, me. and then you kind of forget what it says. I don't. I'm like, not. I'm not. Every time up she's like, "Wait, what's my moon sign stuff?" And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't. I tend not to retain the information yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. I'm like that in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> actually, like, like no reading comprehension. <laughs> I'm just no like memory. I don't remember, but I I appreciate. So I like the fact that our show focuses on that and I think Steph really a lot of the information really resonates with her and she's really exceptional at being able to translate it for me. Would you say I'm rare and exceptional? Yes exactly. (laughs) In a positive way. And then for me I'm kind of like into it and I dig it but it doesn't like drive my car. Right. So I think that then when we deliver that information it's kind of like a fun combination to come from Mm -hmm. because it's like take it however you want to receive it. Totally. And it's something cool. It's like a skill that you guys have that's cool, that's rare and different that I'm sure people are attracted to. Yeah. So what does your boyfriend think about you being into it? Is he into it too? He's extra skeptical, but I think he approaches this world in such, like he's a um, theology major. He was a theology major in school and he's a comic. So he's got a very interesting hybrid in how he – receives the world mm-hmm. and so he he tends to want an essay yeah but I think we've like worked that out a little and it's also quite funny I'll troll the fuck out of Joey I don't give a shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> at this point I mean we've been together almost four years he he is into it like yeah. he's he's down for whatever cause I'm I think that for. because he studied religion he He's he is like a deep thinker, so he's at least like down to entertain it. Yeah, but he's definitely not like drinking the Kool Aid or he's looking also, for answers in that in any way. He's yeah. also gonna like make the jokes too, right. which is great. We yeah. love the jokes. Yeah, so. I think that's great. it's good. It's a healthy balance. You don't yeah. want him to just like deep dive into what you're into because then that's scary. He has no identity, and that's the yeah. thing. Like when I look for someone to date, if they're like super into astrology, that's a turn off for me. Right. I'm like, ew, what? You're like into astrology? <laughs> but see, I think I think though. A lot of times when that comes up, guys are doing that to impress you. That's the energy I've gotten. Really? When yeah. they say they're into astrology, yeah, like there that's was like a brag. One guy thing. who was like, I don't know, I'm just like finishing up this sound bath. And then like, you Ew. know, that one guy in Austin. In Austin? Was he a listener? Yeah, I think so. Oh, so he was trying yeah. to. 
Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to say any names. Okay. Okay. True, true, you never true. know. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that was that. And was, that was funny to me. I was like, he was like sending these texts. I'm like, who is like, that's this? That's not sexy. Yeah. He is flexing so hard. <laughs> I was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing self-care that's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one thing to do it. It's another thing to say that you're doing it. Right. You know, like don't admit to it. So true. Well, yeah. I mean, we can. Right. That's obviously what you guys have built a whole career on. There's a healthy balance between like yeah. you know a healthy curiosity and wanting to learn about it and being open mm-hmm. I think to your evolution and to your understanding of yourself is very important but if it's what you always talk about or like how you really live like rigidly it's weird yeah I mean that's to a me. lot it sometimes feels like a lot of pressure like I listen to you guys teaching all of these things and you guys have a lot of rituals and do a lot of things and then I listened to Lauren on the Skinny Confidential and she was giving all these tips about like what she does in a day her whole routine to stay motivated and I'm just like oh my god I do nothing I know nothing I do nothing yeah but you're a Pisces you're an old soul okay so (laughs) that excuses me not really taking care of myself yeah CBD is obviously something a lot of people are talking about these days, but it can be a little bit confusing to know which CBD products will work for you. I have been using Cured Nutrition, which is a holistic supplement company based in Boulder, Colorado. Love Boulder. I actually went to college there for a year and a half. Anyways, if you're in tune with the wellness industry, I'm sure you've noticed this. You just don't know what to get. They have made it easy. In addition to their 100% locally sourced Colorado hemp extracts, Cured also guarantees a rigorous quality control system, which I really, really value. They're fully aligned with complete transparency, and they've even published the details directly onto their website, which is www.curednutrition.com. If you guys don't know a little bit about CBD, I'll tell you. It is most commonly used for its calming, stress-relieving, and amazing anti-inflammatory properties, but Cure didn't stop at CBD alone. They have created products for all aspects of a solid and integrated wellness routine. You guys, there are so many different CBD products that Cured Nutrition provides. Whether you're looking for like your basic maximum strength, full spectrum, or THC-free oils or gel caps, CBD-infused cookie dough, how delicious does that sound, medicinal mushrooms, adaptogenic and cannabinoid blends for focus or sleep, I highly recommend the sleep, and spot-treating salve. Cured Nutrition has all of your bases covered. I have been having issues with sleep recently. I wake up in the middle of the night and then it's really hard for me to fall back to sleep, so this product has really, really, really helped me with that. Whenever I take it before going to bed, I notice that I'm not having as much trouble falling back to sleep. If you're worried about jumping through hoops to get your hands on your own Cured Nutrition products, do not be. The company ships their products to all 50 states. You can find my favorite products at curednutrition.com. My favorite products are the cannabinoid blends for sleep and the CBD-infused cookie dough. Check out curednutrition.com where all With Wit listeners can use code WIT, W-H-I-T, at checkout to save 15%. That's curednutrition.com with code WIT. Now let's get back to the show. 
going into more of what you base your podcast off now, like the health and wellness aspect, what made you guys each personally want to dive deep into that? Was that something that you guys were doing on a daily basis before you started podcasting about it? Like what's the importance of it to you? Besides just obviously it being good for you, like was there something like a moment in in your life that forced you to want to do it, something physically or emotionally? I think it's for me, it was a sprinkling of a lot of different moments. Yes. I think coming from, from fashion, that was a very, uh, as I'm sure you can relate, it's, it's very focused on the exterior. And yeah. it's a lot of energy put into things we put on top of our bodies that at the end of the day, I think you can only do that for so long mm-hmm. and, and have that like drive your mode of thinking or drive your career before you're like, wait, there's, at least for me, I was like, there's something more here to my curiosity that I'm not tapping into. And also that combined with I'm a little bit of a hedonist, so I love to just like feel good. Mm. And so constantly interested in what those different things are and how to set ourselves up for feeling the best we can throughout the day. And just a general, at the time, just a general curiosity of wanting to learn and not really finding – Steph and I would have conversations on my porch – about all of these different modalities and we would like look them up on the internet and aside from maybe Goop at the time, there wasn't really a platform or anything that was delivering this information. The wellness and self-care industry has rapidly shifted and grown since we started doing our show. So at the time when we started, the conversations we were having, we couldn't really find this information anywhere. So it was kind of all of those things for me personally that, that led to doing the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it my turn? Sorry. <laughs> Your turn, kiddo. <laughs> For me, it was health problems. I had suffered from digestive issues since I was a kid. And um, it kind of like hit a critical point when I was 19. I got an autoimmune disease because I was taking so many antacids that it like ruined the lining of my stomach, basically. Yikes. Yeah. What would be considered an antacid? Like a Any Zan- proton pump inhibitor, like a Zantac. Whoa, yeah. vocab words. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. No, I I'm like sorry, it. I'm just I like take Zantac like <laughs> once a week. Is that bad? Once a week is probably okay. Okay. But I don't know. It's 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 it depends on your body. I was taking it every single day Oof, because yeah. I was eating like too many acidic foods and I grew up in New York and I'm Italian and it was just like – Nothing that I was eating was agreeing with agreeing you. with me at yeah. all, but I didn't know any other way. And so that kind of set me off onto a journey of like changing my diet and understanding that, which is so dumb, like looking back now, it's like what you put in your body affects your body. It's like these yeah. are things that like I had to learn, which is it's insane. Not, it's not insane. It's honestly the things that I think about that I ate when I was younger and how no one was teaching me otherwise yeah. is crazy. Like yeah. I would come home from school and eat haagen coffee ice cream with, dream. with Hershey's <laughs> chocolate sauce and mini M&M's every day as a snack before yeah. dinner. Oh, yeah. And then I would roll up white bread into little balls and <laughs> eat little balls of white bread. <laughs> To me, I'd be like, I'd eat like 10 of them and you don't realize because you're rolling them up into little white balls. And honestly, like my house was always the house with all the crap. Like my mom always had the junk drawer where and everybody always wanted to come over. I thought to hang out with me, but I think it was just because we had had all the shit. That's hilarious. But it's crazy to think that now our culture is so focused on it and seems so obvious. But I also think that's LA. I don't think that 
I, I mean, maybe, maybe I I'm think wrong. It's, I think it's generally happening f- more now because in the last, you know, since we were kids, the awareness of genetically modified foods and there's so much more cancer and there's so much more disease because our food source is so fucked up. So people are asking deeper questions and needing better answers because the food source is fucked up, traditional medicine is failing them, and they need to figure out a way to treat their bodies with respect and put stuff in their body that actually makes them function instead of getting sick. Every single person at the table knows someone who's has cancer, died of cancer, has gastrointestinal problems, you know, has skin disorders. There's everything that we go through has so much to do with our food and taking medication, you know, people do it, but it's like, then you have other problems and then you have, okay, so your stomach's better, but then you have like a head, like I would take all these medications and it would just fuck me up worse. Yeah. And so that's when it was like, you need to take charge. Someone was like, I suggest you change your diet. A doctor sent me to a nutritionist and then that just like started the whole process. And I, this was in New York. This was not even in New York City. It's like, right. This, I think, is a nationwide problem because people are getting so sick. Right. But what do you say to people who are being told these things but don't have the motivation to change? Like, well, I don't be lazy. Okay. So that's my problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I get headaches every single day. I've been, my mom says I've been getting them since I was a little girl. I've noticed they've gotten a lot worse in like the Do you past grind your three teeth? years. I don't grind my teeth. And like so many people have told me probably 20 different things that I should be doing in my life. And sometimes to me, it just feels so overwhelming that I'm like, I can't do it all. And if one thing, I, if I don't do one thing that day and I get a headache, it just feels like I'm constantly failing myself. And so then I just stop trying. You just have to be the explorer of your own health and keep doing things until something works. Mm -hmm. Like there is no substitute for effort, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. You're right. And we all want a quick fix. We all want to just like, oh, take a pill. Like that's the American way. We'll just take a pill and it'll go away. It's like That's what I was doing. I was taking Excedrin migraine every day. And my doctor was like you're One, that's so many terrible problems. for you. And two, your body is going to become dependent on it. You're gonna get like a headache hangover right. if you don't take it. So yeah, so I'm like finally getting to the point where it's just so frustrating to be in pain so much that I'm starting to do some acupuncture. That's good. And the other things that people are telling me. But I want to talk to you guys about acupuncture because you just said you came from there. Yeah. How long have you guys both been doing acupuncture? Consistently, I've been doing it for since 2017 I've been doing it since I was in since my college since my stomach problem wow so my mom had a friend who was really sick with cancer and she was going to this woman Dr. Lee in Chinatown in Manhattan and she like swore by her she was the acupuncturist and her husband was this herbalist so and I went to school in Pennsylvania so I would drive every week to, to New York from Pennsylvania wow. to go see her and get a bag of herbs. And I would make this disgusting bag of herbs. It was the only thing that helped my stomach. Wow. And because I was at where you are, which is like I'm I'm fed up uh-huh. with the pain that I was experiencing. Like my throat closed up from acid. It was just like so bad. Yeah. And yeah, I went and went and went. And now my stomach is fine, but I have changed. Your but there whole was like diet. years where I didn't drink coffee. Because it was so too acidic for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm almost more concerned about how annoying I'm being to other people in my life <laughs> by complaining well, all that's the time. A thing. Like, that is what's motivating the most to do things because I feel like, my God, my husband's going to 
like knock me out if he has to hear me complain about a headache one more time. Right. My husband's not going to knock me out. By the <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. So the acupuncture has I been doing it. I think it's the most effective thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I concur. I yeah. started <clears throat> uh, going to regular acupuncture when I decided that I was going to stop taking Adderall. Mm-hmm. I had what I'll call now a unhealthy dependency on it. I was mm-hmm. prescribed it, all of those things. It was fine until it wasn't fine. Mm-hmm. And I really battled with it internally, never really talked about it with anybody. So I thought we were having fun, <laughs> breaking off chunks, eating it. I thought we were having the best time. <laughs> we were young. We were young. So for me, I had a conversation with myself. And in order to be really serious about it, I would need to kind of uh, – replace that habit with something else. And so I thought weekly acupuncture would be the mode to do so because A, it was a financial investment and B, I was checking in with somebody talking about my health on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And I attribute my ability to put that drug down completely to my acupuncture. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So do you guys still do it weekly? I do it every other week. Every other week. So I just started. I've been doing it for three weeks now. Mm -hmm. I would – my headaches are definitely less. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wonder, is this just a placebo effect or is something real actually happening? Does it matter? Does it matter? It does not. (laughs) But part of me wants to know what's actually happening. Acupuncture is definitely not a placebo. It's a – practice that's thousands of years old. Yeah. Something like that doesn't survive all of this time if it's not real. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a little, a few more questions about your headaches? Because I'm also a headache sufferer. Yeah. Do you know what, what causes them? Do you feel like it's if you like have coffee or you don't have coffee or if you... I've never done like a diary in mm-hmm. order to know the consistencies and what is happening. I definitely do not drink enough water, which is obviously a huge issue. I don't eat a lot at the beginning of the day, so I think that my body goes into like starvation mode and then I get a headache. I feel like those are the two main things. Like I don't feel like I live – I know that I don't live like a really stressful life, so I don't think that they're tension headaches. I do think I have a lot on my mind, but I don't necessarily think that that's just stress. Have you tried to start your day with a smoothie? I have not. So there's this great woman. Her name is Kelly Levesque. I listened to her on you guys. Okay, yeah, so on your, your you guys. Should, <laughs> you yeah. should look into her Fab Five. Fab yeah. Four? Fab, fab Five. Fab Five. Okay. Fab Four. It's four or five. Yeah. Wait, no, it's I think fiber, fab, fat, greens, and Yeah, and so fruit. Fab Five is Queer Eye. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I knew it's something. It's really striking a chord. Yeah. Fab four smoothie. Okay. Fab five on Netflix. I think, yeah. <laughs> two, two things you should do for your well-being. Have a smoothie and watch Queer Eye. Yeah. But that, to me, like, I hate eating when I first wake up in yeah, the morning. Yeah, I'm not hungry. But I then if I don't, then, like, two hours later, I'm, like, ravishing and unwell. Right. So the smoothie that she prescribes is, like, mostly greens mm-hmm. and then, like, a handful of berries a fiber like an akasha fiber and then a fat like a half an avocado or like an almond butter. Does it taste good? Yeah. Yeah. It okay. tastes good. Because I feel like – But also it's not about that. I like, know. You just I need, need to, to get put it that. into your body. But if you use strawberries, blueberries, and raspberries, it creates a sweet taste. Yeah. You can use – sometimes I put coconut water in instead of regular water. So okay. that's like a nice flavor. Yeah. And it just like – you drink it down. It takes a couple minutes and then your body has something to go off of so that – you know, three, four hours later when it's time for a meal, 
you're okay. You're, yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. The acupuncturist told me your your body's like a car and it yeah. it needs fuel in order to run. So when you're running on empty for the first half of the day, like you, the car's going to break down and that's what your headache is. And so yeah. I need yeah. to stop pretending like these people are just spinning their wheels and actually listen to them. We want to help you get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Okay. We love we love that. a good wellness prescription for someone. So. Okay. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the most exciting things I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to tell you guys my issues yeah. and have you heal me. How do you know who to listen to or who's just trying to get an agenda on you? Wow. Or, you know, yeah. like... I feel like there's so many people that are trying to tell me what to do and then that's one of the reasons that I also get overwhelmed because it's just like too much information and I don't know what to do. I think like following your curiosity is a good way to go about it where it's like you, obviously you had a curiosity about acupuncture so you went yeah. and it's like you're learning stuff from it. Like mm-hmm. I think starting with one thing that lights you up is a really good way to go. I, people do tend to push their agenda on you and then also you get – it's like I don't even know what's helping me at this point if I'm doing all this shit. Right. So I think like going slow is a really good call. Mm-hmm. And knowing that most people really do just want to help. And that like you're – that a lot of it is your own resistance. Mm-hmm. However, if something bumps up against you and feels like really wrong, like also listen to that. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean I – We've both in our in our health journeys gone through, you know, seeking. Sorry. And <laughs> that looks so good, by the way. She's drinking like a latte. Yeah. Is that an oat milk latte? Yeah. Well so done. Good. Well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jealous. We've both, you know, really gone down the rabbit hole for things. I had a, a wild, wild skin issue that came on when I was 31 years old. Like wow. crazy acne out of the blue. Did you have acne as a teenager? Nope. Not like mm. this. Like it was, it was really a wild. whole other level. I will show you a picture. That's terrifying. It, yeah. I would, and, it, yeah. and in my research, I found that it, around 31 is normal because you, you tend to have a hormone shift. Okay. So I think that that might, might have been what started it. And I went to so many – Beverly Hills dermatologists, you know, this, that, the other thing, like, really went deep. And obviously in, in the world that we're in, everybody wants to insert their opinion, and in, like, in a loving way. But, like, nu- you know, nutritionists, this, that, the other, acupuncture, all of the things – and it yeah. was really dizzying mm-hmm. because I felt like it got to the point where I didn't even feel like I should be washing my face because I felt like every single thing was, was something you know, wrong. it's like you're eating three different foods and like that's it. And it's just like it can be so paralyzing. But what I really needed to do was tap into like what felt right for me and what felt right to explore, even if it was like a false start. Muting the noise is a is a huge aspect of, I think, being able to to find what is going to work for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think for her, what was really challenging is that because everyone wanted to help, they were giving her all this conflicting information of like what they thought was wrong and everyone had like different approaches. Oh my God. She's showing me Visual. Yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. It was wild. Wow. For like over a year. And it took you, yeah, a year pretty much to find someone. And But you know what I will say? When you finally found Jen, it was – to to speak to what I was saying about like what lights you up like yeah. every nothing was feeling right for her like she was trying things they weren't working it was going this medication was this and she was just was like it, she was being crushed by the weight of suggestion I'm sure and when she finally found Jen I can remember you being like this is what I'm gonna do yeah. and it was like a clear hit of just like I finally found the thing that's right for me right and ultimately. That's what fixed her. Right. Skin. It's just like a gut feeling. Yeah. It's just like finding a friend, finding a a 
boyfriend. Yeah. It's like someone that you click with that you're like, I trust this person. I'm going to do what they do. But you have to, to know the difference between your own resistance yeah. and the truth of the situation. Because yeah. I, I get up against that. Like when people are like, I'm going to help you find a relationship. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like right. I'm so against it. And sometimes I don't think that that's a healthy resistance. I think that that's me just being like comfortable in my little right. There's a routine. It's a delicate dance. Exactly. So you have to be really, you know, vigilant with your insides and like, okay, honestly, is this a real read on the situation or am I just being a dumb bitch? Right. 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 (laughs) And that's just good advice for for myself. I'm usually just being a dumb bitch. That's pretty much all. I mean, I could ask you guys a million questions. I feel like we could talk for hours. Yeah, Good thing you're going to be on our show. So yeah. we can just pivot this and on over. And we're going to be friends. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can actually talk in real life. Not yeah. that this is in real life, but without headphones on. For I that. only socialize with headphones on. <laughs> it's my, my safety blanket. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much yeah, for having you us. so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because I want to hear from you guys. You can let me know what you thought of this episode or anything more you want to hear about. Thanks. Peace in the streets.